Welcome everybody back into Sports Extra on the road. We still don't have an official name for this podcast just quite yet. Joe, I know you were starting to cook something up, but I guess you haven't really uh, supplied the name yet. You know, like the mental effort and the, (laughs) you know, the aerobics that I went through while we were at Enterprise Stadium, uh, I I don't think I can like even do any type of mental work. I get that. If Cooper Nice continues to just go on a hot streak of making threes, I might lose my voice for a good reason. I'm so saying, him. like halfway through, I was just like, "Oh my gosh, am I gonna have the voice to like do another <laughs> third day?" But heck, we gonna muster something up for tomorrow. Absolutely. Uh, recap of day two, downtown St. Louis, Mizzou. The Missouri Valley Conference tournament is still underway. Some great games that happen have transpired. The University of Northern Iowa falling just short to the number one seed Bradley Braves. And what was a huge battle, Indiana State and Belmont. We're going to get into all detail on that one here soon. But the fact that Indiana State and Belmont, just how reminiscent it was from their first meeting just nine days ago to now. And we talked about it in the in the hotel room. It was the same score for about, about 30 seconds or 20 until Cooper came down and knocked down another three, 89-88, which was the final score nine days ago. Mm-hmm. A lot of fun there. And currently right now, the number two seed, Drake Bulldogs, they currently lead the Murray State Racers 72-59 with about three minutes remaining in that one. So it's safe to say number two, Drake, will advance to tomorrow's matchup. And the winner of the next game, Missouri State and Southern Illinois, a sixth seed versus number three seed, both great defenses they play here tonight, and that will make the other side of the bracket. But we already have our matchup set. It's Bradley. It's Indiana State. Mm-hmm. So, Joe, I mean, let's just talk about, I guess, a little bit. Um, we could just, you know, dig deep into what you and I impress us with. We're actually oh, yeah. currently staying at the same hotel that the Northern Iowa Panthers are at. We just saw a whole bunch of good uh, players just walk right by us, and we said as a joke, hey, you want to be interviewed? You want to be on Sports Extra? They yeah. said, no, I'm, I'll pass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was so mad because I was Titan Anderson, too. Was, I know. Like, he had he's, a good game. He's a dog. You know, I would, I would like to talk to him, but I'm sure, you know, they're probably trying to get some rest before they hit the road tomorrow. Exactly. Yeah. One thing we're not doing is just that. Mm-mm. Not yet. No, sir. Not ever. Yeah, I mean, just take us through it. We talk about it all the time and just how impressed you were with Northern Iowa, I mean, the first half when we came to the Enterprise Center, walked in, we saw a very low-scoring game, about seven, six minutes. Uh, to, that was already, you know, gone in the first half. So it was still low-scoring, about 10-9, 10-8. Um, and then it all just sort of switched, and Bradley took that next jump. But then the Panthers, they came back, took the lead for a good second there. And all thanks to Bowen Bourne, his just efforts were not enough as Bradley advances. Yeah, it was just... Really, that was a fantastic effort from Northern uh, Northern Iowa there. Northern Iowa is definitely one of those teams that you can't count out, and it's never really going to be easy with them. Even with the AC, I think they know that they're better than an AC in the Missouri Valley Conference. <laughs> oh, absolutely. You know, it's just kind of how the you know schedule shook out. That's why how, the Valley is just one of the best conferences in college ball. Like I'm saying, like, uh, you can't go against, like, there's so many guys that, like, I think the easiest out was probably Evansville, to be fair. But, like, absolutely, you know, I mean, front, some people would say that. Yeah, I mean, like, but from there, even in, with them, they're in a like, transition stage. So, in any type of, you know, form when you're transitioning the program and stuff with a lot of young guys, it's just going to be hard. But still, like, if you look at everybody else in the Valley, it feels like anybody can beat anybody pretty much any given night because everybody has players, everybody has 
you know, a scheme that they're running. Pretty much everybody in the Missouri Valley Conference has at least like three or four knockdown shooters um, and, you know, a couple of defensive guys. And it's just about, you know, how talented they matched up when the ball gets rolled out. And with you and I and uh, Bradley specifically, Reinick Mass, crazy. Rink Mass. Rink Mass. Yes. Rink Mass. Insane. A 30-piece today for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he just, you know, the reason I call him uh, uh, Reinick is just because there's a character on the, a video game that I play that's also Dutch with the name Reinhardt. So, like, that's the, my, my media. Joe's side. such a nerd. I'm such a nerd, man. I'm, su- <laughs> I'm such a nerd with so many things and stuff. I was a no-lifer in high school, trust me. Um, but still, it was just fantastic seeing him. Like, you know, with it comes to these European big guys – they're just all so talented. Like, you don't have, like, a mold where it's like, you know, American big guys where it's just like normally it's just back to the basket, post up. You know, obviously now the times are changing, so there's much more, you know, big guys that can shoot. But, you know, Europeans have been doing the whole big guy unicorn thing for, you know, way before, you know, Americans have. True. And he's, you know, he's he's one of them. You know, he's able yeah. to knock down three. I think he hit three threes in the first half. And then he was able to make a couple plays for his team, passing the ball out of the post at the high post. And then, you know, obviously getting done in the paint with his hook shot. It's just he, he's really, really nice. And I want to talk about just in particular because personally, as not just a member of the media, but just a fan of the game of basketball in general, yeah. this is a team, Northern Iowa, what they've comprised up and down roster, they're yeah. a special team. I mean, Bowen Bourne, he's that real leader that can just go out and drop a 30-piece yeah. or something just quick and easy like that. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, he, didn't just, he just didn't get enough help today. Yeah, I mean, Bowen Bourne's just a true number one 34 guard. points. A true number one guard. I mean, the amount of step-back threes that he had in this game, uh, I'm not sure specifically how many threes he had, but he definitely had a good chunk of them especially later in the game. He's just one of those guys, and it feels like that's kind of the tendency for a lot of these primary ball handers in the Missouri Valley Conference. Their first half, eh, okay, maybe. You know, even bad sometimes. But second half come, that's winning time for them, and then they just wake up and then just start shooting. And that's stuff. one player we're going to talk about here soon that just e- happened Exactly. Too. So, you know, that just always happens. You know, with Bowen Bourne, each game that I've seen from him, he's, he's done that. But, again, just fantastic game from him and stuff. You know, uh, Titan Anderson had a really, really solid game as well. Um uh, what's his name? Yeah, you like him. Uh, Duax. Duax had a fan- phenomenal game. Actually, love game, really. I think he has, like, an NBA type of game. You know, I think he's, like, really, really good at making sure that he can cut to the basket, making sure that he can make that layup um, and defend at a very high level with his length and stuff. Very, very disciplined, really student of the game, you can tell. Uh, but, yeah, this you and I has a squad over there. Um, you know, I'm not sure how many of them are seniors and stuff, but if a good number of them come back, they're going to be dangerous. Well, I know Bourne's a sophomore, but Bourne's a sophomore? Yeah. Whoo! Only okay. a sophomore. Okay. Okay. He's going to be hooping for a minute, huh? Uh-huh. Good We're going to be seeing a lot of him. Mm-hmm. I like it. I love it, though. I love it. Switching on over to Bradley. Joe, we weren't even on the air, and we saw the craziest <laughs> dunk of a lifetime in the second half. I, I, it, it upsets me why I can't remember who it was. It was a pass... So it all transpired because Duke Dean got a steal on uh, one of the Northern Iowa players. It could have been, honestly, Bone Bourne who was holding the basketball. Duke Dean comes away with the steal for the Braves, dribbles it, almost loses it out of bounds. He saves it with a bounce pass, looking the other way, and then just all of a sudden someone comes down and yams it home. (laughs) It, It could have been probably either Leon's or Hickman. 
Um, maybe it was Leon. So well, I'm pretty sure, and don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure it's Zach Montgomery. You think it was Montgomery? Yeah, because I'm. That's the only shot I remember seeing that dude make. And it mm-hmm. looks like this dude only has two points on the game. <laughs> and if that's your only two points in the game, he's pulling to Richard Jefferson, just making sure every <laughs> one of his shots, you know, in the big moments, is just going to be highlight reel. It might have been him uh, because he's like 6'6". He's taller. Um, how's, how tall are you? You know, there's a bunch of 6'6 guys here. What the heck? Um, but, yeah, like that, that jam – Disgusting. Disgusting. Give them the credit they deserve, man. Yeah. I think since, like, the Evansville game, uh, back when I was calling it during the regular season, uh, I think that was Julian Larry who, like, yammed it home, then transitioned. It was really, really nice. But, again, that was just on somebody. That You caught a body there. Yeah, congratulations to the Panthers on a very tough-fought season. Uh, we're going to be seeing them a lot more here in the next year. Uh, they have something brewing down there. Uh, at the University of Northern Iowa, they're a special club. Mm-hmm. But Bradley, unfortunately, Bradley just got the better of them today. Yeah, I mean, they put up a really, really, really good fight. It was very, yeah. very impressive from uh, what they did and stuff. They should feel proud of what they put together in the season, though. I agree. Um, you know, obviously, you know, they kind of underachieved um, in terms of standings. However, like, everybody who's, you know, played them kind of commented, like, yeah, they're – Nice team there. Yeah. Nice team. They have a couple of really, really good guys over there. And so, you know, that's just, you know, that's just kind of the result there. But still, again, a lot of a lot of really good talent there. They're going to be a pain in the pain in the butt for a lot of teams here uh, next couple of years. Joe, let's switch on over now. Indiana State, Belmont. Probably the game of the day in college basketball. I'd have to, to I have to have to say it. Just one Heck of a performance from everyone involved. Um, it was a final score of, I believe this one right here in front of me, 94-91. I just want to take you through it and tell you a little bit of a story from everything involved. First off at the halftime, because the first half was a little slow, but you still saw Indiana State come out, pack a punch. They had a nice you know, 10-0 run at one point. But uh, Belmont would go on to match that with a 7-0 run of their own. At halftime, Cam Henry led the way, 18 points. Cooper Nice had 5 points. Remember that. Ovula, 7 points, shooting a 50% clip from the field. Yeah. And, you know, defensively, we thought they were doing pretty good. I mean, they were going with a 5-point lead. They're trying all they can. I mean, shooting pretty well from 3-point line as well, 6-15 of 15 at the half. But, uh, you know, the Belmont uh, Bruins, 18-35, to 51.4% from the field. So, all things considered, I mean, there there's something that they took, but there's something that Belmont also got back. Exactly. Yeah, it was just... Again, really no defense being played. Like, I like the quote by uh, Cooper Nice at the end of the game um, talking about some, oh, you know, both head coaches are probably a little bit upset because they both gave up 90-plus points in a game. Yep. Uh, And obviously no real defense is being played. Um, Also, I just found it hilarious. Like, I just looked at the uh, box score, and it was like Jason Kent. One second. Yeah, Jason Kent really came in <laughs> for one second. <laughs> one second at the end. Towards the later stages of the game. But, but, yeah, so it was like – but, again, it was just fantastic just effort from both of these guys. You I know, agree. Both of these squads are really, really special. We knew already it's a 4-5 matchup. We already knew that, you know, like both these teams are going to be uh, competitive in terms yep. of standing-wise. And then you look at, you know, into the offensive and then, you know, defensive side of things. 
then you see Indiana State being fifth in defense, and then you know uh, Belmont being eighth in defense, and then Indiana State being one in offense, and then being right behind them in second. So you know both of these teams play very very similar to each other, like you said it multiple times on the broadcast, and that's you know kind of reflective of the score and both of the scores really in yep. both of the games. So both of them really really close, but you know. Again, hats off to Belmont, but Indiana State, Cooper Neese and, you know, Cameron Henry, they both just had that, you know, Michael's secret stuff or something. (laughs) What is going on? And that's exactly what I wanted to point to next because I said I mentioned Cooper Neese five points at halftime. The first four minutes and 55 seconds was the next media timeout, and we came out and got a Cooper Neese masterclass performance In that time span, he put up 12 points, 17 total in the first five minutes after already scoring five. So a quick 10, or excuse me, 12 point turnaround. And Cooper Nice, I mean, he was shooting one of three from the three point line, two of six from the field goal line. You didn't really see a whole lot of field goals for him in this one besides three pointers because he would not only make those threes, but he would go on to finish Joe Moore with 30. Three, a total. He won eight of eight from behind the arc in the second half. Yeah, you kind of talked about him, pinpointed a little bit because a very slow start for the first half. Great players, they show out in the second, and that's exactly what Cooper Hooper niece did today. <laughs> yeah, Cooper was definitely hooping for sure. Like he had one of the, you know, like Cameron Henry said, like he's one of, if not the best, three point shooter when he's hot. You know, in the Missouri Valley Conference, he really, really cannot miss, and he has that type of confidence. And he's consistent with it. He takes really good shots. I know. You know, it feels like, you know, in the moment it doesn't feel like a good shot, but then you kind of see the shots that he makes before. Right. And then be like, okay, you know, for him, that's a good shot. You feel me? And that's kind of like that Steph Curry mentality where you, you might not want other players on the court taking that type of shot, but if it's Cooper Henry, you know, if it's coming from his hand, then it's always just going to be a really, really good shot. Um, but, yeah, nine threes. I really wish I could find the Missouri Valley Conference record for, you know, number three because he can't be too, too far behind. Nine threes just does not happen in college basketball like that uh, from a single player. Oh, I get that. And so, you know, but Cooper Neese, like, you know, we had dinner with our, you know, uh, ex-news and sports operations director, Christian Hill, and he's obviously, um, you know, graduated last year, doing great things at uh, SIU and stuff now in graduate school. Of Edwardsville. uh, Of Edwardsville? Yes. Okay, Edwardsville. And, you know, he's doing a fantastic job there, but he was talking about it because he was at the game too. He said that Cooper Neese is, you know, the development from him, you know, during his time with WZIS to now is just amazing. And, you know, you could tell, like, I feel like he's, you know, grown up. And I'm shout out to him for coming back, too. He had, I'm sure he had plenty of opportunities to leave. He had plenty, he, I mean, he had all the reason to. Yeah, all the reason to. Um, he had no reason to stay, but, you know, he stayed true. He stayed humble. And, you know, now he's doing things like this. Looks on to the pay off. Court. And, First you know. time Cooper Nice will now be advancing to pass the day two mark. He exactly. is now. For the first time in six years while being here at ISU, he'll be playing uh, on day three of the MVC tournament. So that's got to be huge for them. Exactly. And so I'm excited to see, like, you know, seeing him again. We said during the broadcast that, like, Cameron Henry had, what, 20, 18, 20 in the first half. Yeah, Cam Henry would go on to halftime and he would put up an impressive stat line of 18 
and finished the contest with 25, making some clutch steals towards the end. Great defense all around. Exactly. 25 was his complete final Amazing. scoring. So, like, and we wanted to have, you know, him get some help because obviously, you know, Cameron Henry, as good of a uh, talent that he is, um, I'm betting he's not going to, you know, match his first half with the second half. So, I'm glad, I'm glad, you know, uh, somebody would step up. I knew somebody would, and, you know, Cooper Nice was definitely the obvious pick, and he did a fantastic job. And, you know, I just absolutely love Cam Henry's uh, mentality coming into every game because he knows how upset he is seeing all these teams who have beat them in the past on the season. And it's just a little bit of a Cam Henry revenge tour right now. That's <laughs> really exactly is. what he is. It really he's going is. by, he's knocking on everyone's door. Just like that one meme. He's like, hey, 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 get on out here. It's time to run it through him. Exactly. I mean, Sycamores are here, and they're not (laughs) shying away from the moment. Yeah, Cameron Henry has just developed so amazingly from year one to year two, year to ISU, I should say. And, you know, and his ability to, you know, Obviously, he he kind of downplayed his assist because you know just he just kind of passed it to Cooper and he said he was <laughs> hitting him. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but still, like you know, having that many, I believe he had eight assists on the game, and then he you know tied you know uh, in the game with seven rebounds as well. With that, he's just been everywhere and all over the place, and including playing forty minutes. Like he's going, you know that that's. It's good that he played that many minutes. Don't get me wrong. And he played good in those minutes. However, like, I'm kind of concerned now going into it. Like, he might be tired. But I'm sure, you know, he'd rather play a game tired than not playing that game at all. So True. I, I'm not really mad at him. But still, you know, just fantastic play from him. Again, he's like the X factor, I feel, for Indiana State. Like, he's just that guy who's, you know, going to be doing all the stuff that you need in that moment. No matter what lineup is around him and stuff, he fits into pretty much every one. Because, like, you know, he can do whatever you need from him. And that's situation he could defend he could shoot he could pass he can you know what I mean he could do pretty much anything you need so you know even like in the passing department like they in the thing that um Belmont was trying to do they're trying to like triple team them pretty much mm-hmm. and there was a play where he went down baseline with three white jerseys pretty much right on him spun away from them right in between the scenes there was not much room for air there and then just made a really tough layup over yeah. him. and then the second time that that happened he made an icy just pass dime to I believe that was Bletson or somebody yeah. down in the Bletson paint. had an impressive game too back to back threes back to back threes and that energy ooh everyone just on this team without a shadow of a doubt uh if they're on the stat sheet they contributed even Jason Kent who played one full second uh, hey, you know, those those hops, that length of his, it helped. Hey, yeah, it does. I mean, that was a very close shot, so give credit to Belmont. I mean, they played impressive. Kate Tyson, he ended the contest with 24 points. Uh, Coach Shirt said this yeah. in the post, post-game press conference how uh, Ben Shepard – even like we all know how well good of a score Cooper's can be, Drake's Tucker to freeze, but he said Ben Shepard is probably one of the better ones, probably mm. if not the best one in the valley at scoring. I think he said the most balanced or most versatile of all of them. Uh something yeah. like that, yeah. High honors. I mean he had coach. like what eight at the halftime mark and then he came out and finished with nineteen, draining a lot of three pointers. I mean, I think he was just trying to do his best Cooper Nice impression by all means. But hey <laughs> exactly. I mean Cooper could just come around, you know, he can get the handoff and shoot to the uh-huh. side. He'll step back on you, he'll shoot it in your face, he'll shoot it okay. from anywhere on the exactly. court. Exactly. And see, here's what's crazy about this game, right? You know, just from a you know, first whistle to last whistle perspective, each time Indiana State would go on a little run. Belmont will be right there. Exactly. pretty much vice versa. Which gives them the all the credit end. in the world. Exactly. Indiana State started off with, I believe the first three was from, who was the first three from? I believe it was uh, Kavazi and McCulley. Yes, it was. McCulley started then, out hot. Yeah, and then it was Cooper Nice. And then it was pretty much, you know, 
you know, Belmont from there for that, right after that, tying it up, and then Indiana State went on, you know, run, and then Belmont went on the run. And, like, Indiana State just struggled, struggled, struggled with the guards and, you know, following them and then just, you know, making sure that they couldn't shoot. I mean, you know, Ben Shepard didn't really have a good first half. However, like, he ended up, you know, him at the guard position ended up actually, you know, putting up the most points in the matchup with 19. And then you have uh, Davidson, who really held down the fort while Ben Shepard was, you know, off along with Cade Tyson. Both of those guys just kind of held down the fort, um, you know. uh, And then, like, you even go to the bench with, you know, Gillespie. You know, he was really, really giving Indiana State some problems with 14 and being able to, you know, pass with eight assists. It was just, you know, again, very, very reminiscent of Indiana State team. Um, you know, having, you know, guards that can be able to shoot and big man in Cade and in, uh, 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 what is it called, Freiburg? Freiburg, yes, it Freiburg, is. Freiburg, yeah. But like, both of them, all of them, you know, can shoot. All of them can, you know, do a lot of things on the on the court. And then, ultimately, it was just Indiana State that just, you know, had the hot hands. Yep. Like the two really, really hot hands. And you got to think, I mean, both of these teams we talked about all the time. They're so accurate. They're so, like, well-balanced. It's like looking in the mirror when they're playing against each other, and that kind of gives a little bit of more respect I think both these teams respect one another oh, yeah, without a doubt. And I don't think this one – this one's far from over. I think when we even, you know, conclude the season and go in the next season, we're going to have to see a little bit of Belmont and Indiana State because this one's going to be talked about, the narrative on it all. It's very impressive, absolutely. I mean, congratulations to Belmont on a great season. Indiana State continues to ride. And now it's time, Joe. Indiana State, the number five seed, the only upset of the day of the weekend so far because Drake's going to win tonight against Murray State. They're the number two seed. I mean, Missouri State could upset Southern Illinois. just depends. Exactly. But Indiana State, Bradley, your first initial thoughts on everything coming up because this this has got to be the biggest one. I mean, from what I've seen from Bradley, and I've only saw, like, the game that they played against you and I this year, they are a stout defensive team they are stout they are there they are in your face they're at the rim they are on the perimeter they are all over you pretty much all the time and indiana state has faced and struggled against uh bradley i believe indiana state played bradley one time and then we got spanked um by bradley i believe coach said it was the worst loss of the year and uh, obviously, coach is going to be very, very focused and, you know, uh, you know, trying to get some new, more inventive schemes and stuff, uh, you know, going forward with Bradley. But still, they're just really, really tough. They have a lot of guys that are, you know, lengthy around the rim. There was a couple of times where you and I players would, you know, pretty much get right at the rim and then just out of nowhere just you know some arms come you know manifest and then just you know block a shot or just give a really really surprising heavy contest out of nowhere and that's really what just Bradley does they have a lot of guys a lot of length really really good uh coaching really really good discipline you know play I mean Indiana State got a got a task on their hands but you know who else but the number one offense go against the best number one defense yeah Bradley they were actually I mean before Loyola, just running through the competition the last two years, the two years previous to that, they won back-to-back Valley championships. Yeah. Um, Elijah Childs yep. um, for, for Bradley. That was – you know what's funny? 
What? Bradley was the first game that I've ever called for Indian uh for uh, WZS. Really? It was a Bradley game. Yes, I remember because Elijah Childs was like the first, you know, person I was talking about in the pregame. And uh, you know, so like in uh, it all comes full circle, Jim. Exactly. It's crazy. Hopefully, you know, it doesn't start and end with Bradley. I'll have Why it. would you say that? No, no, I'm just saying, I'm just being real. I'm just being real. Pessimist. Oh, but when I do that, you're like see see this is pre recorded. So we can edit that out. You know, I ain't in it. <laughs> I'm uploading it straight up, <laughs> but for sure. But like, you know, hopefully that doesn't happen. But still, like, I think, uh, you know, Bradley just has you know really really good you know at training big men and how to you know be able to do a lot of things. And they have like a lot of guys that bring a lot of energy. They're very very efficient. And Indiana State half court offense is you know something that they're good at. However, I do think. Those, you know, full court sets that they run from defensive rebound to, you know, you know, shot at the other side really do, you know, kind of speed boost Indiana's like momentum and then like, you know, confidence on the offense side of the ball so much because there have been so many times where, you know, we get a fast break layup and stuff and it's just like, well, like fast break and one or, you know, just something like that that just kind of like adds to our energy and stuff. Um, <clears throat> it is very possible, though. I can't see a universe where Indiana State uh, kind of runs a few of the Bradley big guys off of the court just by our pace alone. You know what I mean? I get that. If we play our own game, I don't think they can keep up. Oh, absolutely, Joe. And I'm actually looking at the career records right now for Bradley and Indiana State when these two teams match up. And let's just say Bradley does hold the advantage a little bit. Uh, the longest win streak was 10 games for Bradley back in 1980 and 1984, but back when you, we weren't even a thought. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, when they first matched up in 1968, Bradley got the victory, <coughs> 86-63. The last 10 matchups have gone in favor of the Sycamores, though, as mm. they are up 6-4, to four, so very even right now. The largest margin of victory was just four years ago. 96-67, Bradley took that one. And the smallest margin of victory was also Bradley back in 2004, 60-59. And the most recent matchup, which mm. happened just on January 18th of 2023, was a final score of 78-67 as the Braves, who were 13-7 and at the time, 6-3 and in the Valley, defeated the 13-7, and 6-3 in the Valley, Indiana State Sycamores. Yep. So very even matchups here. These two teams, they know exactly what they're going to work for. If you're Bradley, you want to go early with Mass. He finished with 18 points that one. Zeke Montgomery with 18 as well. And that's crazy because I'm pretty sure that's the one game that you and I actually did together before we hit the Valley Tournament yeah. in men's games, if mentioning that. Uh, the leading score for ISU was... A very sad one, which is 12 points by McCulley. Yeah. Henry had 11. Ken had 11. And, I mean, it's just complete night and day with this team because everyone has switched. Everyone has different roles now. Yeah. And you expect a lot from others. And one of eight for Cooper Neese from the behind the arc is disgusting. Insane. Insane. It's literally night and day. And I think just that squad had a different, uh, different mentality uh, because that was during the losing streak. Uh, it was the five-game losing was the streak. First, was it the first game? It was one of the first games. It was right? one of the few beginning ones, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I, so they were actually like undefeated in the conference, so that loss was in the middle. It was the third loss in a row, which okay. they would lose okay. two more and then finally get back yeah. on the winning streak of seven or eight. 
Exactly. And, like, you know, that's just a tough matchup when you're already, like, you know, your shooters, which Indiana State has a lot of, kind of just struggle to hit their shots. Uh, you know, and that's a hard, you know, matchup just to kind of be like, okay, you know, now we got to start hitting our shots. Yeah. Because they're not going to let you do. Um, but still, like, Indiana State does have the hot hand right now. They have, you know, the ability. There's not a hotter team in the Valley. There's not. Like, there's, there's n- not. Like, Bradley would have loved to play Belmont. This is not a team they want to play. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, either one of them, I think Indiana, I mean, shoot, if, you know, say the score was, like, 89 to 91, I still don't think Bradley would really want to see Belmont either just because they're, you know, so similar, but just because Ben Shepard is just such a hard cover. Um, yeah, but we have Henry and Nice. I mean, there's just so much. We're still waiting for that Corvazzi and McCulley turn-up game. Exactly. A bit. Still, literally still owes me one. <laughs> I have five for 13 on this game. Corv, Maybe you got to ask me. politely. Listen to me, please, dog. Listen. <laughs> got to, you got to give me a game, Chief. You got, we, we both from Indy now, you know what I mean? I know your manager, Showtime Arnett. We really, really close. You know, there's no reason for you to get nervous because I'm there. You know, it's, it's okay. You know, I'm not that threatening of a person, I swear. So let's just hope. Let's just hit that shot, and then, you know, we can go home, man. Um, but yeah, like I'm saying, like uh, I'll buy you some Long's donuts. How about that? I'll buy you some Long's <laughs> donuts, uh, and then we can be friends. However, that's sick. I do think Razia McCulley, you know, is going is is you know he has improved from first game to this game. Um, you know, so I think. It's just hard. It's just hard because Razia McCulley just takes really really tough shots, and that's yeah. just kind of who he is. And it's it's just tough. It's just tough because I can definitely see him taking a few shots that, you know, kill ISU's momentum when we're in the middle of a streak or just absolutely magnifies it. So there's just a thousand different ways that Korv could impact the game, you know, on the offensive side of the ball. Um, so, you know, let's just hope that Kavazi McCulley can really get it going uh, offensively to make sure that he can just, you know, skyrocket us past Bradley and on to the championship game. So, you know, hopefully that happens and, you know, Indiana State really gets it going. But I think the main thing Indiana State needs to do is just be active. And that's going to be hard because they're tired. They just, you know, want, you know, a lot of our guys played, you know, 34, 35 plus minutes. Uh, you know, they're they going to have to have, they're not going to have fresh legs. So they're going to no, have to dig not. deep. They're going to have to dig deep and try to run, run Bradley's ragged. Joe, I'm a little excited. Because I personally think Indiana State, with the way everything has circled around, they have all the components for a special way to end their season. And I don't want to see the season end tomorrow. I don't think it's going to. I think Bradley's a little intimidated. This is not the Sycamore team that they were accustomed to the last couple of years, back Mm. in the month of January. We're we're a month and a half advanced to this point. We have Coopernese just lighting it up. We have Cam Henry giving so much trouble to guards and forwards down low. The defense, the offense, Indiana State, it's the number one Sycamore's offense versus the number one defense of the Braves for Bradley, Joe. Exactly. Something's going to go down. Something's got to give. Something's got to give. Yep. It's like the unstoppable force meets the unmovable object. What's going to be the outcome? (sighs) Crazy. We're hoping it's Indiana State. Uh, Hopefully. Joe? Any more last thoughts before we get on out of here? I mean, this was a great day. To recap day two, mm-hmm. uh, I do believe Drake did win currently uh, to see what the final score was for that one. I'm pretty sure Drake would move on for, yeah, it's the final. 74-62, the Drake Bulldogs advance. And I think Southern Illinois and Missouri State are currently in warm-ups. They're about to get things underway. So that will be a lot of fun as well because there's only two games tomorrow and. 
Indiana State, you know, we don't we really we haven't really thought about this. And the fact is, Indiana State has had the ability to play at the same time every day. Mm-hmm. On you know Thursday, two thirty Central. Today was two thirty Central. Tomorrow will be two thirty Central. And if they win tomorrow, that was get an early start at about one Central. So <laughs> they don't get a break. Very huh? similar. Yeah, which I mean, helps. I mean, I don't know if it helps because if I was Indiana State, I would probably want like at least a game in the middle to be like, okay, maybe that's at two thirty. I mean, four thirty instead. You know, give me an extra two hours. Hey, it's of, been working for them you know, so far. It, but you know exactly. I, I, they have a. They have a. Um, what is it called? Regiment or a pattern of, yeah. you know, behavior and stuff like that. And especially when it's, you know, positive in the positive direction like it has been. Shoot, I'll take it. I will take it. And Cam Henry, I mean, going back to what he said in the postgame press conference, he's mentioned that, hey, he just played 40 minutes a day. He feels like he can go run it back again and play another 40. Let, and they're going to okay. have to see that. Let's see when you wake up in your body. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's nice now. Yeah, that's just the just competition the and the competitor of Cam Henry. <laughs> exactly, man. exactly. I mean, like, dude. Once again, I'll go to the final stats here as Cooper Nice lighting it up from behind the arc. Nine for 11 from the three-point. Eight of eight triples. In the second half, he ends with 33 points. Cam Henry, he had 18-10 the first half, finishes it with 25. The next leading scorer would be Corvazier McCulley with 12. But give it up to Belmont, man. 24, Kate Tyson, 19 for Ben Shepard, Keyshawn Davidson, and Jacoby Gillespie, two uh, guards who gave them a lot of trouble as well. They mm-hmm. ended with 18 and 14, respectively, in today's matchup. But, hey, Bradley, Indiana State, man, it's going to happen. The showdown of number one offense and number one defense will ensue tomorrow, 2.30 Central, 3.30 Eastern. You can listen to us right here for that broadcast on WZIS Z90.7 or on the website WZIS FM Student Media. Click on the Listen Live link and you can get everything of your sports fix and needs. Joe, any more last thoughts? It's about to go down. Go Sycamores. Go Sycamores, man. Go Pacers as well. Always. Let's roll it out. For Joseph Moore, I've been the Kobe Clark. Take care, everyone. We'll see you on day three of the Missouri Valley Conference Tournament, Bradley and Indiana State. Take care, everybody. Peace.